This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is Fightful Wrestling. It is November 14th, 2022. We're here to review WWE Raw, and we have a really loaded couple of weeks for you guys. AEW Full Gear this weekend. Denise will be there at the show, I believe, correct? Yeah, I'll be there. You'll be there. Uh, I'll be here live on a review with Julie Cutler immediately following the show. I think we'll have scrum coverage as well. Tons of scoops on FightfulSelect.com. Then the weekend after that, it'll actually be uh, Denise with Will Washington here after Survivor Series because myself, Jeremy, uh, a few of the other uh, Fightful crew will be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina for WrestleCade. If you have never been to a WrestleCade, you got to go. It's my favorite weekend of the year, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Check it out. We're going to have a table there. Come by, say hi to us. We'll be doing interviews at those tables with, gosh, I think two or three dozen of the talent. But, I mean, like some really, really big names there. Go to WrestleCade.com and check it out. But if you're here, if you want to support us, leave a nice thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Leave us a nice review on our audio platforms. We don't get as much love over there because we are primarily a, a Twitter and YouTube platform. So head over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you can leave your reviews. Leave us a nice review. Leave us a thumbs up. Hey, if you want to give us some of those sweet little dollary dues, you can send a super chat. You can send a humper chat. You can do it here on youtube.com slash Fightful, or you can go to humperchats.com. That allows you to actually leave your question or statement before we go in the air. We answer all of them. We talk about all of them, and we would greatly appreciate it if you checked it out. Denise, how you doing? Not good. Why? I just have so much stress, and I'm so anxious. Tomorrow, Taylor Swift tickets go on sale, and mm. it's like entering the Hunger Games you just don't know. <laughs> and it's so much. I just I, I'm like, I can't stop thinking about it. It's all I've been thinking about all day. And every time I think about it, my heart just goes like. And also, Sean. What? Um, I may have a favor to ask of you. Really? What's that? Yeah. You want me to put in a call to my good friend, Taylor? No. Oh. Well, I was thinking, I was like, if I ask Sean on the air, maybe he'll be more inclined to say yes. This is the equivalent of like. No, I'm not going to ask my mom if you can stay over. You have to, because then she won't say no. What? What is yes. it? Yes. Um, 
So like I may need help on Friday for the general sale for the Taylor Swift concert tickets. Oh and my somebody God. is unfortunately going to be literally on a plane when they go on sale. So like I was thinking, well, if I can count on anyone to help me out, it's my good pal, my good friend, Sean Ross Sapp, the greatest, the greatest wrestling journalist of all time. Not even dirt sheet boy. Listen. Uh, From I the not, number one place in the world, Kentucky. I, I can I can tell you what I don't do. I do not volunteer myself as tribute for this part of the Hunger Games. But listen, we've got I said thousands so many nice things to you, and you've got shut me down live listen, on the air. Will Thanks Washington? Lot, Will Washington knows how to game the system. He's smarter about that than me. Well, we, so you just said no, Denise. You needed a friend, and you know we, what? Fuck you, Denise. No, I'm not going to be a language, friend. Denise. You literally language. just. Re- I asked you for a favor the first time ever in like three years that I've what, known you. What time and you are these? You can't even say yes. What no, time are these I don't on... want it anymore because now you know. I'll ask them. What time are they else. on sale? What? What time are they on sale? Like 10 a.m. local time. So it'd be 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So 1 p.m. here. Yeah. I don't even know what to do. But listen, we've got thousands of people here. Well, like, even thousands of people are like, damn, Sean, do Denise a favor. No, we got thousands of people that are here watching. If somebody can help. I'll try to help. Sure. Why not? You already said no. I'm moving on. No, I'm just saying I didn't volunteer. I'm not a beggar, Sean. I just said I didn't want to volunteer as tribute. And Denise, we're still within the five-minute mark, and you're dropping F-bombs. See, this is what messes up us up with the algorithm. This is why our numbers are going down, Denise. Don't blame me. I'm on once a week. I can't afford it. I know nobody curses on the other shows. It's just because you. Because they're all nerds. They're oh, all clean God. cut, fightful people. Do you I'm remember, the only person here with some guts. Do you remember when the pandemic first started and our big promotion was, we're just going to, we're going to get Denise to curse on the air for the first time. Oh yeah. I remember that. I think yeah. I made like $250 off of you that. Did. You did. You did. Those were the good days. And uh, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We would greatly appreciate that. Omar says, Denise, ask your ex BFF, Luke Warm, Luke Owen. And uh, Nicholas says, wish I could use the WWE Network. Wonder where I can. Now a word from our sponsors in 321, NordVPN. I really wanted to do this. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If you want to watch the old WWE Network, if you want to watch AEW without commercials, if you want to buy pay-per-views like UFC shows much more affordably, than you do here in the States, use NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Get a great deal. Four additional months free. Maybe there's some some discrimination going on against Denise based on where she is geographically. She can change her virtual location with just one click and, I don't know, browse safely and securely. She's going to be on an airplane. She's not happy about it. But listen, when she's on that airport Wi-Fi, when she's on that hotel Wi-Fi, definitely when you're in Newark, for sure, you want to... You, you want your computer to be strapped up, so to speak. NordVPN.com slash Fightful blocks online trackers, blocks annoying pop-up ads, and malware with the fastest VPN in the world. And it works on all your devices, phone, laptop, desktop, PC, your tablet, or you can just put it on your router, protect your whole home, up to six devices with one subscription. NordVPN.com slash Fightful is great. Um, I mean, with the deal that we're giving you here, 
basically I paid for NordVPN and then I spent, I think, 15 bucks on the UFC pay-per-view this past weekend when all was said and done. So, I mean, that was, oh, I don't know, about $60 off what the, the normal price is. And that goes across the board. Check it out. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Nicholas says they're my favorite sponsor here. Uh, they're, they're mine, too. And uh, check them out, guys. <clears throat> Denise, you don't yes. seem excited about going on this trip this weekend. No, I don't. Not yet. All I'm thinking about is my tickets and how I'm going to be in a plane and I don't have any real friends that can do me a favor. I'll try. I just don't know. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, no, you're, you, can, you, sh- you should have just said, yes, Denise, I will be there to help you. I'm a good friend like that. I would do that for you, you know? Would you know you wouldn't? <laughs> yes, I would. If you were like, Denise, I really need help getting tickets. And oh I my just, God, I can't because I'm on a plane. I would be like, don't worry, Sean. I'll be right there. Don't worry. I got your back. I just said I'd help you. Yeah, after I begged. You didn't have to beg. I mean, I didn't know it was a thing. You surprised Let's me on the about air. Raw. <laughs> Let's talk about Raw. Let's talk about Raw. Get in your Super Chats. Get in your Humper Chats. As always, FightfulSelect.com, the, the premium exclusive news wrestling service that we have. Just $5 a month. Had the rundown of this show. Tomorrow, we're going to have backstage news. We're going to have producers for all the shows as well. In addition to all of our great shows. Um Graham B says, shout out to all my leather eaters. One LT says, get that fan club pre-sale, Denise. I did, but I'm still nervous about it. It's very hard. To, well, because I got I got approved for Arizona. I didn't get approved for any of the LA shows. I don't have any LA show like access right now. None. For five shows, and I got no code. I only Samantha's, got approved for one city. And they're stadium shows, right? Yeah thought so i don't want to sit at the top of sofi stadium wait denise aren't isn't she doing cincinnati come to cincinnati you'll buy me the tickets samantha pool says i'm right with you denise on the tickets um so i'm guessing secondary isn't something you're looking forward bro yeah if i give my arm and my legs (laughs) make sacrifices i was i was willing to give my arm and my leg to see the weekend in doja cat but then doja cat got sick Okay, well, I'm sorry. Me too. <clears throat> Heidi Ho is not a bot, says I saved $26 using promo code FIGHTFUL on my Manscaped Performance Package, so I'll split it with you. And they sent us a nice $13 super chat. Big thank you, Heidi Ho is not a bot. We appreciate you so much. Well, Seth Rollins came out, cut a promo. Now, usually what I do is I group these. I th- like their match, but with this one, we really have to thread it in and out. Seth Rollins came out, cut a promo, and the crowd is chanting, That was stupid at Seth Rollins talking about the Austin Theory cash in last week. Now, there's going to be a lot of like positive, negative, indifferent feelings about that, but Seth is like, Just tell him later on. He's interrupted by Bobby Lashley, who is also interrupted by Mustafa Ali. I love the story that Mustafa Ali won't die. Like he won't go away. He will not, he's not going to quit fighting. He's not going to give up any of that. And I love that Seth Rollins is just a shit stirrer, Denise. And he just loves it. He loves that Mustafa Ali came out and took all the heat off of him. He's like, great. I don't have to deal with Bobby Lashley anymore. I, Seth Rollins is so on top of his game. And he said, 
that the U.S. title is the title on Raw. And I'll share more thoughts on this throughout the evening. He will do whatever he can to make it that. Main eventing shows is good. I think in ways, having a cash in on that helps it a little bit. But we ain't dumb. We ain't stupid. We know there are literally two belts, and one of them is for Raw, and the guy holding it is not on Raw. So just get rid of that title if you're going to tell us that this is the top prize. Or, I don't... It, it's just kind of insulting to the intelligence, Denise. It's just the top title for now. I think that's how we have to take it. It's the top title for now until everything else gets settled with the, you know, with the, with the other, with the, you know, with the universal championship, the WWE undisputed universal WWE championship, multiple names they've given it at this point. Um, where do I, okay. So I want to start off by saying that. (laughs) Okay. I thought, see, here's the thing. There's a lot revolving Austin Theory and Seth Rollins that's going to play out throughout the entire show. So my beginning portion in terms of what started off the show, I want to credit the crowd here because I thought that they were seriously on point when they just started yelling out um, how stupid it was when Seth Rollins mentioned Austin Theory's cash-in. And I mean, it's not often that we all get universally on the same page where you got the Twitter crowd, the majority of the Twitter crowd, and then you get the live audience crowd chanting or rather agreeing on something being stupid. Like that doesn't happen very often. So if that doesn't necessarily, because I know there were a lot of people that were defending the Austin Theory cash in and how everything played out last week. If this doesn't basically show you that like this was really dumb, the fact that you had the crowd chanting it the fact that you had twitter all upset and whatever else social media you guys are on i feel like this should basically tell you it was not the smartest thing to do and i know we'll talk more about everything else later on but i just want to say that it was very obvious that the theme of the night was they were trying to save face with austin theory so this isn't a super chat but kareem says stories have chapters this is a chapter of austin theory's character give it a second to hump to the conclusion of Triple H hates him is silly. Theory has maybe 10 years left in his career. Listen, if you want to hump to conclusions, you can send Humper Chats at humperchats.com. You can leave a Humper Chat before or during the live stream and get it read on the air at humperchats.com. We are going to spend a lot of time on Austin Theory later on. Bro, um, I'm not Robert. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There you are. I'll take Dennis, but not Robert. Orion Ben said each wrestler in the opening segment did a perfect job. I agree. And then Bobby Lashley beat the living shit out of Mustafa Ali. Ali did have his hope spots, but this is pretty much how I feel like this match should kind of go if you're Mustafa Ali against Bobby Lashley. Now, Mustafa Ali was turned into a meme last week. There's no other way to put it. 
Uh, he's working the the World Cup this Friday. I've confirmed that on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. He's still a member of the Raw roster. He's just working for this. He was just replacing Ray. But him getting a hope spot and then not tapping out to Lashley, I think, was very important. This is a common thread we've seen in Ali throughout this run is that he's got heart and he's gonna he's not afraid of anybody or anything. But the savage part was the crowd. They were savage during this because uh, Bobby Lashley gets gives them a spine buster. And this is literally after launching Mustafa Ali's body all over across the commentary table. And so they give, he gives them the spine buster later on. And the crowd's like, we want another one, another one. And I'm like, what? Mustafa Ali is supposed to be the guy, like you said, with all this heart and all this passion. And he's not going to give up. You're supposed to be rooting for him. And everybody's like, we want him to get another spine buster. Um, I thought that was pretty damn hilarious. But for the most part, I did like the story that they told here, which was really just the fact that he wasn't going to give up. He was not going to, you know, quit he was going to do everything he possibly could until he couldn't anymore and it made for a very great visual and for an inter- entertaining matchup jamal frankenstein says tyrus versus roman for all three belts lfg boy Whoa. and wrestlemania 39 in los yeah. angeles <laughs> fake bruce pritchard says do you still hate christmas denise um kind of yeah i'm still not like a christmas person it's gonna be a christmas Especially- miracle if you get those tickets it's worse now because I like in July they're already they're already selling Christmas decorations and that really bumps me out. I don't like to see Christmas decorations in July. We have an OC interview. Uh, we mentioned this last week on Select, but the Mission uh, trademark is for Mia Yim. She is going to use the Mia Yim name. The Mission thing is just going to be uh, it's going to be a, a nickname, as she mentioned. It's Korean for crazy. I like the the dynamic that she has with the OC like she fits in pretty well with them I think and she ended up defeating Tamina we don't see a lot of Tamina on Raw I think she was a good first opponent for Mia Yim back on back on Raw we haven't seen her we haven't seen Mia Yim in a WWE ring in like two years even though she was released like late last year early this year she hasn't been in the ring for two years because she was parked for a year and a half before that I thought all this was very good. I I like her dynamic with the OC. And I thought Tamina really worked here as well and made the most of her time. I thought the same thing. And I made sure to tweet that out because, you know, it's not like we see Tamina uh, very often. In fact, I couldn't even remember the last time we saw Tamina because the last thing I remembered was the wedding and the 24-7 championship. And it's all a blur now. But I thought Tamina was a great opponent for Mia Yim. And this wasn't like no stellar breakout match of the year or anything like that. But it was literally just Mia Yim going in there. Showing a cup, a bit of what she can do, looking pretty damn good at it. And I, in particular, liked it because Tamina is obviously uh, bigger in stature. And to see Mia Yim quickly take down somebody like Tamina, and given how they've portrayed Tamina in the past, I actually like that, t- that Tamina was the first person that she essentially ended up getting this quick victory over. So I thought Tamina actually added uh, to this for what it was. Uh, in terms of Mia Yim and the OC, she was honestly, she was handed like, yeah, it's a silver platter to be, you know, aligned with these guys. But at the same time, 
you know that it's going to be a little bit of a challenge because you have to have the personality that fits in with these guys. You know, you got Gallows and Anderson who are very funny guys, especially Gallows. They are very funny. Same thing for AJ Styles. And they just have like the cool factor, right? So whoever was going to essentially be part of that was going to be, I think, judged on a... um judged on a different scale, especially for, for a girl. So to have Mia Yim take part of the in the OC, and for the most part, it doesn't feel like too forced yet. It still doesn't really seem like they got their groove yet. It still feels a little, you want it to feel a little bit more natural. Like the vibe that I want to get from this is I want to get like, I don't know, like the, uh, you know, the cool girl that hangs out with all the dudes kind of vibe, but not like in a weird way where it's kind of like a brother sister type of relationship. So I do want to see that a little bit um, more. And clearly, it's just the first week of them really being together or the second week. But it, I think that once the relationship feels a little bit more natural, it'll, it'll be better. Uh, August was the last time we saw Tamina. She was in the second chance fatal four way for the, the tag team title uh, contendership. Other than that, we haven't seen her. She's been putting over people on live events. She put over Wendy Chu last week on on main event. She, I think she is a good gauge to have in the ring because, I mean, I, I, she's got more years behind her than in front of her. But uh, I think this ended Remember up when she out. got over at WrestleMania? That was super random. It got her a push. Got. It got her a push, yeah. too. But uh, with Mia Yim, I think that her her sense of humor does fit in. We see the stuff with Shelton on Twitter all the time. So I think that she's really got that. She's got that quick wit, and I think that she's going to be just fine there. Riddle interview with Kathy Kelly. This was supposed to be Elias and Riddle against American Alpha. It didn't end up happening. Uh, but Riddle said that they he has agreed to be in a band with uh, with or Elias has agreed to be in a band with him. And then we get the match afterwards, and it was Chad Gable defeating Riddle, largely because Elias wasn't there to help him, and Otis was there to help Gable. Riddle and Gable have incredible chemistry together. That top rope German suplex was unbelievable. Like, if you would tell me that these guys had never wrestled a one-on-one match, I'd also believe that. But if you told me that I've seen this match a hundred times and forgot it, I would also believe that because it feels like they have been intertwined nonstop for a year. And as I look in December, they had a match the next uh, week. They had a tag match Uh, a couple weeks later. They had a tag title match. They were involved in a match uh, a few months later. They have wrestled. They've been in the ring together a lot, but their last one-on-one televised match was a year ago. And it was like three or four minutes. So it's like they, they've been intertwined, but kept just far enough away to where I didn't think of this match and go, oh my God, I've seen this a million times, which has been something that Triple H has been very, very good at avoiding with his booking. So uh, hats off to them. Gable, like much like Otis a few weeks ago, Denise, I feel like Gable kind of, they need these wins sometimes because you can only be the foil and the heel that gets beat up and made fun of so many times. And I thought this was the perfect opportunity for Gable to beat Riddle. 
Right. I completely agree on that, especially if you keep putting uh, the Alpha Academy in these situations. I feel like you got to get them some wins here and there. And this match, I mean, it was smooth. It was brief, but it was smooth. I mean, it was just uh, enjoyable to watch, period. And, you know, I really thought we had seen this match a couple more times. But right now that you ran it down, I'm like, really? I really thought we'd actually seen this match before, like a couple of times. So um, either way, I like this. I'm glad that they gave uh, Chad Gable the win here. I was totally cool with that, especially obviously how clear it was with, with Otis just like holding down, down his legs and trying to uh, make sure that he gets that three. So this was perfectly fine, in my opinion. Um, I don't see any harm in this. Ms. TV. He comes out in a cardigan. He's trying to play the wholesome guy here. And Byron That's Saxton. That's what he was trying to do? Yeah, I think he was trying to play sympathy and... I think he was trying to go like I'll leave it to Beaver, like like white meat type of baby face type of thing, like but feigning it because he's an asshole. And Byron yeah, I know Saxton, that, but I wouldn't if I was trying to be like lovable and a baby face. I don't think a cardigan and dressing like an old man was going to do it. Sometimes Denise and you would know as well as anybody. You got to hop off the plane at LAX with a dream in your cardigan. No comments. And- and wonder if you're going to fit in. No comment. Anyway, uh, Johnny Gargano comes out, and this is probably the best reaction we've got from a crowd through this whole angle because The Miz is like, oh, you just want people to chant Johnny Wrestling at you, and I've never had that. I've never had the cheers. I, I like that that he does care what the fans think, even though he says that he doesn't. But the crowd responded and they started to chant Johnny Wrestling, which we have not been getting those reactions of late. I thought the Louisville crowd, especially compared to last week, my God, compared to last week, they were like Montreal for the love of God. Well, if they were bad, would you have said they were bad? Yeah, I don't give a shit about Louisville. Well, I'm not like you're where am I right now? Oh, yeah, Lexington. Never mind. It's all the exactly. blood. It's the same thing to me. It ain't the same thing. Oh, my God. It's exactly the same thing. I was even going to ask you why you didn't go to Raw today. <laughs> I'm... Why, did I go to, why did I go to Raw today? If they would have given me media stuff, I would have. That's the answer to all the questions. <laughs> did they give me interviews? The answer is no. I ain't going. I can watch Raw from my house and uh, hang out with all, all you people, which is what I like to do. Mitchell says, got to be honest, have no clue where this Miz storyline is going. Don't know why Johnny is involved. Is Triple H trying to bring the way back? I'm just so confused. Well, Johnny is involved because of his connection to Dexter Loomis. I think that's pretty evident, pretty obvious. Yes, it is. But I think now, I mean, now to me, it just feels like something to uh, kill a little bit of time for, uh, for Johnny here. It feels like this is kind of like a side thing, even though it's like the main thing he's doing. It doesn't feel like the main course. It feels like the side dish for me uh, in terms of this program for Johnny Gargano. Uh, Dexter Loomis and the Miz, just do it already and get it over and done with. I'm so over this storyline. I don't care. Um I will credit the Miz here, though, because it was funny when he was going out there saying, no one ever pats me on the back. Nobody ever cheers me. And I'm I love like, it. that's right. Oh, that's right, too. Um, So all of that was okay. But, I mean, everything, every Miz segment to me, Miz TV segment is the exact same thing. Then this one wasn't as bad as other ones, though. I will say that. But uh, it's just like, I feel like this is a little bit of a waste of Johnny Gargano. I just feel like right now, 
I, I, I would like to see something, uh, see them in a different program and something that actually meant a little bit more because truthfully, I don't even feel like you really need him in this story with him and the, with the Miz and Dexter Loomis. They like, granted it's another layer, but I just, I think I would like to see him in something that feels a little bit more important. Well, in two more weeks, we get Dexter Loomis, the Miz in a match that was supposed to happen last month, but they extended this. If Dexter Loomis wins, he gets uh, a WWE contract, and Johnny Gargano went to bat for him there as well. Oh, I made a joke. Johnny Gargano should definitely be getting 10% of Dexter Loomis's money if he wins because he's yeah. like an agent at this point. That he's is the one true. talking about making the match and this and that. That is a fair point. Custodian BPJ says, Miz being wholesome is faker than Ricochet's beard. I, I do enjoy this bit. Uh, I Ricochet don't know. Ricochet has a beard? No, he doesn't. Maybe you maybe you have Mandela affected it. He does have a beard. He absolutely has a beard. Does he have a beard? Uh, yeah, it's fake apparently. He just has must. He just has facial hair, but not a beard. You think well, you I've think he just has a mustache? Do you? Let me go look at his face again. Oh yeah, he does have a little bit of a beard there. Could you imagine him with just a oh. mustache, like a big curly one? Oh no, I hate just mustaches on a guy. Be mm. great. Anyway. Uh, that match is happening. Dexter was there, but Miz got away. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up. Tap that bell for notifications. Subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Have some good interviews coming this week. Eric Bischoff later this week. Jake something drops on Tuesday. All of those are up early for Tier 2 subscribers of Fightful Select. But we also post early notes as well. Subscribe. It's the best $5 in the business. I liked what Dominic Mysterio did in the promo tonight. Uh, he was playing a very chicken shit heel, very much a, I'm going to talk all this trash and let my big buddy Damien back it up for me. I loved it. And I'll tell you what I loved even more. Shelton Benjamin's promo. People used to swear up and down that this guy couldn't talk. And I thought that he cut a great promo on Dominic. And then got in Damian Priest's face. By the way, I want to see that match real bad. Shelton versus Damian Priest. I think that Shelton Benjamin holds enough cachet and respect with the audience to where you could do something with him at this stage and play off of the fact that he hasn't reached the big one. Not only has he not reached the big one, he's known as like a Mr. Money in the Bank, but he never won a Money in the Bank. There are stories to be told there. And there's a guy, Triple H, who knows an awful lot about Shelton Benjamin because Triple H was the guy who gave Shelton Benjamin his first big push. Uh, it was the week after WrestleMania, I think uh, 04 maybe, and Shelton won against Triple H, pinned him in the middle of the ring. It was, it was integral to Shelton Benjamin's success. But I loved the setup to the match. We'll talk about the match in a moment. But how about the setup and what they're doing with Dominic? I've been a little I've been a little more thumbs up on him in the past than you have. Yeah, you have. Um, but I will say this, though. I didn't think this was bad in terms of I feel like this is what they should have. Because this was the big thing that you and I were talking about. Uh, I forgot when was that Dominic, given the heat that he's getting, I feel like you said, like, he should be that chicken shit heel. That's always kind of, um, you know, hiding behind his bigger friend. Right. Where he's the one that isn't actually going out there and doing the work. Uh, oh, this was when we when he beat AJ Styles. That's when we were talking about this because he should not be going out there and beating AJ Styles regardless of the situation. We lost Denise. Oh, my gosh. She gone. She gone. 
Uh, oh, she's back. I don't know what happened. It just what like happened? went away. Oh my god! I don't know. Clearly, it's Dominic Mysterio. He was like, "Shut yes. up." <laughs> He's hacking the systems. But um, okay. I. But that's what I'm saying. Like he should, he should not be defeating AJ Styles. He should always be the person that is hiding behind somebody else, never actually getting any wins against legitimate people. So this, to me, comparison to like everything else that they've done with Dominic Mysterio. I mean, aside from the real stuff, because some of the real stuff was pretty funny, but uh, this was perfectly fine because it was even like he was being incredibly annoying, just telling uh, Shelton, like, yeah, yeah, like my friend's gonna do this, blah blah blah, whatever the hell he was saying. So this was on the better side of things. Well, I felt that way until the match happened. And then the match happened. And it was Shelton Benjamin carrying a, a gassed, weathered Dominic Mysterio through a match. And it wasn't great. Shelton was great. Dominic was not great. That frog splash was bad. But I'll tell you what I really hated. I really hated the finish, Denise. Because the story is that Dominic Mysterio is the young, brash guy who doesn't deserve to be there. And is inexperienced taking on this veteran who has been here for 20 years. So if it were in if it were interference, if Damian Priest clocked Shelton or hit him with his finish or something like that, I think that would have been an okay finish. But when Shelton Benjamin, the wise veteran, is falling for the stupid baby face distraction, I've got a problem with that. I don't think that helps anybody. It just makes somebody look stupid. And I don't think that making people look stupid, as I'll highlight later, is the thing that is a very effective tool of getting someone over, unless their gimmick is that they're dumb, which worked for R-Truth for a long time. Except, here's the thing, R-Truth once revealed that he is actually a mastermind that is pretending to be stupid to get all of the things that he gets at one point. So again, it doesn't work. Uh, I hated this finish, Denise. Like I said, I do not think that Dominic should be defeating any credible people in any sort of fashion. Okay, this could have been—I don't even know what it could have been. It just should have—it just should have been something else. They should have just done Damian Priest, Shelton Benjamin, and call it a day. And Dominic could have cost him the match. And then he and Dominic could yeah, have had a match. there you go. He there and Dominic could have had a match next week. And you could have went with the interference. Nicholas says, Sean, can you find out why the Judgment Day Beth Edge video package played out of nowhere today? Unless Beth is the final person for War Games. Now, that would be effective. If they had Beth as the last person in War Games, I'd be very satisfied with that. Uh, yes, I will ask. Triple Stroke says, chances of getting Punk versus Austin. Well, FightfulSelect.com, the best $5 in the business. Today reported that the Triple H regime has offered Stone Cold Steve Austin a match. You can go to uh, FightfulSelect.com, get all those details. I keep saying that if you, if you even have the chance of signing CM Punk to something, that is the match to do. That's the one, because Austin can beat Punk. What? What, you got to keep Punk strong for what? You ain't going to sign him full-time. They ain't bringing him back full-time. That ain't going to happen, but I hope so. So I'm really excited about that because, well, it was uh, Austin had done an interview right after WrestleMania 38. I forget with who, but he said like, and this was obviously when Vince was still in charge and making decisions. He said, if Vince calls me up for WrestleMania 39, like I'm there. So yeah. now that I know that, obviously that you put out that report earlier today saying that this 
you know, opportunity was offered. I feel like it's, I'm feeling pretty damn good about our chances of seeing Austin at WrestleMania 39. Who his opponent's going to be? God knows who. I don't know. Um, who knows? You think is, uh, you think that he could do like just WrestleMania 39 or did he do like another show too or just WrestleMania? Because personally, I'd like it if he just did WrestleMania to keep it a little bit I more mean, special. I could see them doing a Saudi show. Get that money, get that talking, payday. Yeah, talking them into doing that. Um, Sean Garner says, who takes the last spot on Bianca's team? I think it's it's got to be either Becky, Charlotte, or Beth. It's got to be a big name. Maybe it'll be Candice, but if it's Candice, they got to announce it uh, next week. They can't wait and have the big shadow there for Survivor Series. Yeah, I agreed. Because I was thinking that the to me the most realistic would be uh, Candice LeRae. And so far I was, you know, on point with Rhea and uh, Mia. And uh, Candice LeRae could be an option. Obviously, everybody mentioning uh, the, the video that was played today with Beth now being maybe an option there too. Um, and that really feels like it. I don't yeah. see. Do you you think Charlotte would choose to come back for this match versus something a little bit more uh, focused on her? Uh, yeah, I think she'd just do whatever makes sense. Honestly, she'll she'll I think she'd do it. OK, I want to address this. Somebody says, Sean, have you seen the men's Royal Rumble 23 leaked lineup? Yes, it's completely fake. They have no clue what they're doing for the Royal Rumble right now. I saw it. I couldn't believe that it fooled so many people. Who I posted it? What was, what was on it? I can't believe that people fall for it every year. Um, I'll I find didn't see it. it. I'll find it. But you didn't see it because it's fake, Denise. No, I have it's a pretty com- good timeline. Like I'm very good at just keeping nonsense out. Oh well, this is complete nonsense, and I'll I'll show it. But I'm saying I that see it's, it. We it's should we should critique fake. it. Critique the fake okay. Royal Rumble lineup. Let, let's critique the fake Royal Rumble lineup. That's a good thing to put. Hey, in what the if it's show. good? I haven't seen it. What if it's a good lineup? It's it's the Rumble itself. Look, here you go. Here you go. Okay. So first off, first off, look at the time. It goes. <laughs> look at the times. They 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 messed that up because what they're gonna have it timed down to the the millisecond. No, that says Seth Rollins, 56 hours, 35 minutes, 20 seconds. Oh, my God. Time doesn't work like that. (laughs) And they don't time it down to the millisecond. Okay, you think that everybody's going to be in this thing for more than four minutes? Wrong, wrong. Look at the bottom. CM Punk was going to enter at number 30, but he was attacked by Brock Lesnar. Wrong. Jay White ain't going to be in the Rumble. Hate to tell you guys. John Cena ain't going to be in the Rumble. Hate to tell you guys. Uh, it ain't happening. Matt Cardona could be not too bad though. Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's fake. It I ain't know. real. <laughs> but Brock Lesnar at number 30. Oh, I mean, that's very, very believable. <laughs> this is so <laughs> fake. And every year people fall for one of these. Like Damn, the last... I'm going to make one next year. Watch. I, I, I don't want to say every year, but I've seen like specifically this format uh, printed out. And, and it's, that's the funny thing. It's it's a printout that somebody takes a picture of and posts, which is funny because that's how I see a lot of documents legitimately is like a picture of a printout. But they're always painfully fake. Um, John Garner says if Stone Cold wrestles at Mania, Punk should be his opponent if he's free, if he's available and if he's healthy. Uh, but I completely agree. Uh, Ryan Lambert says. Are we getting Austin versus Tyrus at Mania? Joking aside, thanks for watching Raw, so I didn't have to. 
It was all right. It was all right. Uh, backstage, Dana Brooke talked about how much the 24-7 title meant to her. I liked this. That was cool. She looked good. She looked good. She had the match with Eo Sky, and Eo Sky looked real good. Those knees in the corner, the moonsault. Um, I, I like this match. I like them using Dana Brooke in this spot. Um, as of right now, I can tell you guys, Nikki Cross, as they mentioned on commentary, is not a member of Damage Control. Uh, she is not listed with them internally. We'll have more on that on FightfulSelect.com on Tuesday. But Eosky winning, Mia declining Damage Control backstage, and joining Team Bianca. I thought this was an incredibly effective segment. Even though Dana Brooke lost, it got her some mic time, which she needed. She had a good match. EO Sky had a good match, and she won. It got Mia in and out of the show. It rejected damage control, and it, it got other women on the show. And then it set the stage for Rhea Ripley to join. I thought this was just a beautifully threaded segment that helped out a lot of people and accomplished like a million different things. I thought they did a hell of a job with this. Yeah, and then clearly the second that uh, Damage Control offered Mia Yim a spot, and Mia was like, "I don't got, I don't got any beef with Bianca or Alexa mm-hmm. or Asuka. Obviously, you knew that at that moment she was going to be joining uh, their team instead. Uh, so I kind of like that they did that the way that they did it. Uh, Dana Brooke, you know, for her to have. I think this is the best thing. I think having her use utilizing her like this is better than anything that they were doing with the 24 seven championship, having her come out. And like you said, actually be able to cut a promo, talk about what, uh, you know, what this all means to her. We were able to actually hear some of her passion, which I don't even think I recall. I don't remember any Dana Brooke promo that was anything like this. Cause anytime I recall hearing Dana, talk recently was all about the 24 seven story. It wasn't anything like this that I remember and her going out there and having this match with the EO sky. Obviously I I feel like Dana Brooke is a really good uh, person to have EO sky uh, defeat. I thought this was perfectly fine. And I agree with you. I thought the, the way that they form that they formulated this entire portion of it was really good. I thought so as well. Uh, KE seven, seven, five says it's safe to assume Candace is the fifth member of team Bianca. No, I don't think it's safe to assume that. Um, I, I don't, but she's my gut pick, man. Yeah, my gut is like saying, Candace, Candace, <laughs> get in your super chats and humper chats. We have a couple more segments. Well, we're, we're going to tie in a lot of the main event stuff. But KE775 says, Do you think we'll see some return story reset after Survivor Series? Interested to see how the Raw tag team division is with mostly Usos on SmackDown. That's the thing. You don't have a prize. You don't have a top prize for the singles or tag teams on Raw. Just split them. Split them. Akira Tozawa ends up beating Baron Corbin at poker backstage. I thought this was cute. I thought it was fun. Ryan says, did you see Akira Tozawa tweet out a picture of his outfit saying, uh, thank you. Is that an indication he's leaving or a new character direction? I'll find out. But I actually he liked was just it. thankful to be on the show. Maybe. And I'm glad I thought this was a pretty good spot. They thought they were going to take advantage of Akira Tozawa, not knowing how to play poker. You could see what was going to happen from a mile away. You knew it was going to happen. He like he he beats him at poker. They look all disheveled backstage. I really like that. JBL's got his hat off, and he's like, ah, oh, damn it. 
Um, he also says that Kentucky are full of inbreds and he doesn't want to drink our bourbon. Hey, no argument here. Anyway, Akira Tozawa gets the match and Corbin ends up winning. I thought this was a, another good, effective, simple way. You get Corbin to win. You give him a reason for wanting to beat Tozawa. Tozawa gets over a little bit as proving that he's a, he's a little bit smarter than these guys, smarter than what he, he's letting on. You don't seem like you like this. You're sitting here like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, by the way, last week, my husband told me that I need to watch my facial expressions because he says I he can always tell when I don't like something or yeah. I don't agree with something. I'm like, oh, I need to take care of my face. <laughs> I have RBF. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, sorry, Sean. I'm working on controlling my facial reactions. But um, yeah, you were right, though. I didn't like this. Um, here's the reason why I didn't like, I didn't care for this. Okay. I get what you mean by the backstage stuff being cute or like Patrick. What's this Patrick? Uh, my gosh. What's Kevin his name? Patrick. Pa Kevin Patrick. Thank you. Kevin yeah. Patrick. Um, or like he would say cheeky. He kept saying cheeky through tonight, throughout the entire show. This was definitely cheeky. Um, but I just, it's cute. I guess, but it is, we know where it was going. So personally, I just didn't find it that funny. It was very corny. Uh, it was not my kind of comedy. Um, I don't care to want to see Corbin versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, in fact, this was the segment during the, like, while this was going on, I was thinking to myself, like, who are like what are they gonna do with Corbin here like we've already it's you know they've already started this whole thing with JBL okay cool where are we going with this now and what is like the big end game I haven't seen anything that I've liked from the pairing of JBL and Corbin which I've stated already a million times on other shows but still to me it's like this kind of feels like a little bit of a of uh, it feels like a little bit of a waste of time and so for me, I'm just like, okay, this is the part of Raw where, you know, I could have not watched. I'm sorry. But I just didn't care for Corbin versus Akira Tozawa. And that's fine. I get it. Um, but I, I thought this was effective. I thought it did what it needed to do. And sometimes on a three-hour show, that's all I can ask for. But what did it do? Tell me. Besides, okay, I just you told, Akira. I just you told Akira. I know that's fine. It's harmless. It's fine. Just, okay, you I get just, Akira. I know you did. I know you just told me. Why'd you ask it's me? It's not enough for me. It's not enough. It's a three-hour show, Denise. Yeah, exactly. Which means that every single thing should keep me like engaged. It man. ain't all gonna be Omega and Okada, Denise. No, but something a little bit better. Damn. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what the proper way of explaining my feelings are. I just know if I'm entertained <laughs> sure. or not entertained, okay? And I was not entertained seeing Corbin and Akira Tozawa. Well, Orlando, Orlando Arrego says, Raw was okay tonight. Any chance Nikki Cross is holding a spot for someone else? War Games match needs a big name. I don't think she is. I, I really don't, unfortunately, but... Yeah, I think, I think she's going to be in the match, and I'm okay with that. I've liked her... Of late, and I'll tell you what else I've liked of late. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. This program is brought to you by Athletic Greens. There's so many stressors in life. Sometimes it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits to give your bodies that nutrients that it needs to thrive, whether it be your schedule, your poor sleep, exercise, environment, work stress, or not eating enough of the right foods. AG1 is here to help you. They are the category-leading superfood product that brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. One scoop 
has 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in a convenient daily serving. It aids with gut digestion and health, uh, fills those nutritional gaps in your diet, supports energy and focus, helps with the healthy immune system. I have cut my caffeine intake in half by taking AG1. Uh, they are constantly improving. They've improved every few months for the last 10 years. That way, whether you uh, eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it's adapting with science to give you the best formula. And right now, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. That's athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Love this stuff. I take it every morning on an empty stomach. You want to drink your multivitamin. You don't want to eat a tablet or do a chewable. Oh, yeah. I can attest to this. I got some really bad vitamins at Target the other day, and they smelled so bad I had to throw them away. Here you go. They can upset your stomach and stuff, too. I love athletic greens. Okay. The Austin Theory situation. To me, there is there's an awful lot of good and an awful lot of bad, and I see people acting like this is long-term storytelling. It was not long-term storytelling. There was no long-term plan. That's not what this was. Uh, but Austin Theory cuts a promo backstage, and he says, well, the reason that I didn't cash in on Roman is because he's never alone. It wouldn't have been a smart idea for me to do that. Okay, let me attack that point. He had eight months left, Denise. Eight months left to cash this in. He had also teased breaking in or cashing in on Braun Breaker. Didn't end up happening. The issue, a lot of the issue I have with this is people acting like because what they pivoted to, I think, was a good course correction from a dumb decision. They're acting like that's the only thing you could do. It's scripted they didn't have to book something dumb and i had people saying well what could they have done they could have done what i had mentioned last week he could have had people that helped him or if they were gonna already make him look stupid denise well he could cash in on roman because that's very stupid if you're gonna have him do something stupid well he can do something plenty stupid You'd have more respect for him that way. I wouldn't get mad if he went out there and cashed in on Roman Reigns and then lost to Roman Reigns. I'd be like, oh, well, it sucks to be you, but that's about it. So he has this match with, with Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler is like, you're dumb, kid. You're a dumb kid, kid, etc." And he's like, I had the best cash in. And this person's saying, it wasn't dumb. It's working. Oh, my God, get over yourself. Well, kindly, shut the fuck up and listen, please. Kindly shut the fuck up and listen, please. He went from a dumb decision last week to a dumb emotional decision this week. He had Dolph Ziggler beaten in a match and got himself DQ'd. To what? Reestablish himself as a threat? No, it makes him look stupid. He lost the match. Later on, he attacked Seth Rollins, who again, was in poor condition. This week, he gets the upper hand. Okay, that shows some progression. However, if you guys, if anybody, if anybody is going to tell me 
that the catalyst for this had to be him losing a money in the bank cash in for the first time ever on a U.S. champion. Okay, I get it. People say, so, the Shockmaster here says, sometimes the youth need to learn by taking a hard L. You know what? I agree with that. Sometimes that works. He could have lost a fucking briefcase to literally anybody. And you know what? Seth Rollins could have cost him that briefcase. You know, a chance encounter backstage. Seth Rollins, it's scripted. You can make whatever reason for him to lose that briefcase. It, there's a precedence, Denise. RVD defended it against Shelton. Uh, Edge won it from Kennedy. There's a precedence for this. He could have lost the briefcase. And then not only do you get a livid Austin Theory, a mad Austin Theory, who is having this existential crisis, but you have somebody else with a storyline crutch for the next eight months. And they've got money in the bank and they can use it for something. They can tease it or do any number of things. I don't think that you had to make him look stupid by cashing in, following an open challenge. And hey, if you were going to do that, maybe just don't do the open challenge that night. Because I got a lot of people saying, well, what's done is done. I don't care if what's done is done. I can still talk about the stupid shit they did last week. If it was just an announced match with Bobby Lashley, well, that's one thing. But they said open challenge. You got Elias going on the bump saying, Bro, it was an open challenge. Why'd you do that? That's stupid. You've got actual wrestlers on the roster that are like, this was dumb. Now, all things considered, based on that stupid decision, I think this is a decent course correction. I just don't think that you needed to do that dumb thing last week in order to do this, which I do think is a very great positive move because he's, he's improved so much in every category. Along the way. Um, Denise, your thoughts. This is why I said, and you just said it right now about him improving on all these categories. This is why I had said before, if they just had Austin Theory going out there and having him having good matches, like the one he had with Dolph, forget like everything else that happened, but the majority of it was pretty decent. Like the crowd really got into it. But if you just have the guy go out there and have good matches, I do think that it could have been, it could have looked a lot better for him, even with him having the briefcase. Okay. It was, to me, it was very simple. Like, have him go out there, have good matches, have him go and cash in on Roman Reigns, have Roman Reigns beat him. Okay, fine. I could live with that. I think for the most part, people could live with that. And they didn't go about it that way. Instead, they just went about it and entirely, it, it was dumb on so many reasons, which we already recapped over and over. But we're, the big thing that I want to mention is when Austin Theory, because, okay, I get it. They're changing the course for him. They're changing the character and this and that. But when he came out today, when he walked out, there was like no reaction to Austin Theory. At the start of this match, no one cared. There was no reaction whatsoever. And you want to know why? Because last week they basically told you this guy, he doesn't matter. That's what they told us with the booking of Austin Theory. It wasn't and just I last week. This, it's, it's for the last like four or five months. Right. Exactly. On, on top of that too. Right. Yeah. You're right. And then uh, uh, 
I even said this on Monday. I said, watch when X amount of time goes by and they want us to take Austin Theory seriously again. How can I? How can I after what happened on Monday? So for me, when he came out today, I was just like, oh, man, like he got no reaction. Seth Rollins got the biggest reaction just mentioning the thing. But it it, it wasn't actually like directed to like it didn't happen in the moment when Austin Theory came out. Right. And uh, also, so he finally, you know, goes out there and, you know, does all of this. It's just like. I don't mind the direction that they're going with Austin Theory. In fact, I think that that's probably the best thing they can do. But it was just very clear that now they're doing this massive U-turn and they're trying, they're trying to band-aid every mistake that they made up on on just even just this past Monday or even even before that with him winning the money in the bank and having loss after loss after loss. It is very, very clear. Like you can tell uh, they're trying to save face with this. Again, I feel like you can no longer defend this. I already said this earlier. You literally had an arena full of people saying that was stupid yes. and people online saying stupid. That's it. The majority says that was stupid. So I want to address this. It's not a super chat, but this is this is how I can tell people I ain't paying attention to the goddamn show. Pirate says the matches weren't important as cre- credibility was and beating the stunt out of Dolphin later. Seth, how is it that hard, Sean? He has nothing to lose, so why does him winning against Dolph do a thing? Because winning and losing should fucking matter. He lost to Seth Rollins last week. Didn't that matter? Wasn't that the point? Now, here's the thing. We're talking about this stark contrast. It's not really that stark of a contrast. And I've got a lot of people talking about, like, this is long-term booking. This was not a masterminded long-term booking thing. Although, I do want to read a thread that I think that Backup Hangman did that's better than the actual creative. But... If you remember that that incredible losing streak that I mentioned, like he lost to Owens, he lost to Owens, lost to Drew, lost to Johnny, lost to all these people. That had stopped before he lost the money in the bank. Two weeks ago, he beat Mustafa Ali. He lost to Rollins after that. But then last week, he beat Shelton Benjamin. What was so different about him winning those matches as opposed to him beating the snot out of Ziggler tonight from a booking perspective. It's not that much of a contrast. It's now he's not with the selfies and the smiling and all that. If you're going to say he's more focused, that's cool. I just don't think that you had to do it for one, the U.S. title. Although, if you are truly trying to elevate the U.S. title to be the top prize on Raw, I understand that's one that I can possibly uh, throw to the wayside. I just personally think that from a creative standpoint, it would have made a whole lot more sense to lose the Money in the Bank briefcase. When you are struggling for prizes on Raw, you you threw, you didn't even throw the 24-7 title in the trash. You attempted to. You don't have tag titles on the show. You don't have a world title on the show. It's... So why not have that one other thing and let Kevin Owens or Johnny Gargano or anybody else utilize that Seth Rollins can cost him that then he's upset maybe Seth Rollins makes a comment about it saying like oh you lost money in the bank can't relate type of shit like that because he can't there are ways to do this please remember it's a scripted show they can make whatever happen that they want and they last week I think they made a dumb decision now I do want to bring up uh 
a friend of the show, Backup Hangman. I thought he had a really good uh, thread. And he's talking about how the first promo segment of the Triple H regime was Reigns criticizing Vince's version of Austin Theory. And they've had this effort to dismantle Theory as he's been constructed. And I think that's good. Because the way that they have booked Austin Theory under Vince was dog shit. We knew he was going to win money. When he won money in the bank, he was going to lose a lot. Uh, that golden egg stuff was dog shit. But Roman told him his daddy was gone. Kevin Owens told him he's earned nothing. There were a lot of like shots taken. Uh, there was, there was, I think Drew did some stuff too. But I mean, like to not see the value in Austin Theory would be crazy. The guy's has improved just categorically across the board. Wrestling promos. His his Even presence. His exchange all with that Johnny stuff. Gargano, that exchange that they had, that when they yes. were sitting down, that was good stuff too. And I remember even saying, like, once they started doing that, I you saw things changing for Austin Theory little by little. Yes. Um. But what I saw was a lot of people acting like this was some big masterful long term plan. I think it can be developed into one. I think the things that, especially backup Hangman brought up are things that should be tied into what he's going through now. And, you know, sometimes a heel like that, they'll look at what, like, Johnny said, and they'll look at what what Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns said, and they're like, they, they know it's true, but they don't want to face that reality. And I think that's the way to go. It's just, I can tell you, I know this was not the long-term plan for it because there was no long-term plan for it. And uh, I... I got that on, on, on a very good account in, in that sense. I like the course correction they did. I don't like that they had to do a course correction from the dumb booking of last week. It, if it was going to be for the U.S. title, well, by God, man, don't do it right after an open challenge because that leaves a lot of room for confusion. So... That's how I feel about that. Graham says, is Money in the Bank on the calendar? Can it die as a pay-per-view? I don't think it should die as a pay-per-view. It is It is this. It is a pay-per-view of optimism, Denise. I think that you can go into that show and say, I hope they don't screw it up. And with this regime, Denise, I'm kind of hopeful, but I don't know. Th- those holes in booking have been showing up lately. Yeah, they definitely have, which is unfortunate because it's still too new. We should still be in that honeymoon phase with Triple H right now. We should not have gotten this whole big, massive, uh, you know, fudge up that we got on Monday. So personally, I just think that, like, I'm a fan of the money in the bank. I just wish that it was actually treated well and you could see something fun come out of it. Like, to me, it's such an easy way to get a good story going around somebody that you want to propel to the next level. It is so easy. And I just, it's unfortunate because in the last couple of years, they've really damaged that. And I'm still, you know, going to get excited about it. Cause I, I like the actual, you know, I love the actual matchup, but you know, it's just going to go back to, Oh, you know, the last couple of years weren't that great. And who the hell is going to win? You know, by the time we get to the money in the bank from, from here until then, who the hell knows who's going to be in that and who they're going to actually, you know, select to have win. You just don't know anymore. And I feel like it's too far out. It's too far out. Jorge Rosa says, glad to see so much underutilized talent throughout the show. Shelton and Tamina, uh, Austin Theory tonight made him. I thought this was a 
a very good night. Everything that Austin Theory has been asked to do, he's done as well as possible. Let me make that clear. I think Austin Theory is a very good performer, and he's doing everything that he can. And uh, speaking of that, KE775 says, do you think Rollins will beat Theory at Survivor Series? Um, I mean, the way I look at it, Austin Theory has lost two matches in a row. Why the hell would he get a title shot? Give him a top contender match next week and make some sense of it. But Seth Rollins defeated Finn Balor in a killer match. Jesus, they had a great match. This is the way to help establish the United States title as a top title, Denise. You put in two formal, former Universal Champions in the main event of Raw, and they killed it. They had a great match. Um, they teased the SummerSlam spot year, from years ago that hurt Finn Balor. I thought that was really, really smart. But uh, I thought that they just did an unreal job tonight. This was a really fun match. I think that's what I think we already knew that it was going to be. I, I loved when Seth went in for that frog splash and and Finn Balor uh, countered it. Oh, that was a really good stuff there too. I love that they gave it a huge amount of time. I don't know how long it was, but it felt like a pretty long time. Um, but not like in a bad way though, like in a good way. I thought that they kept the action going really well. Um, this is what you kind of want to see for you know a matchup like this. And I'm I you know obviously we got AJ Styles challenging. Finn Balor for a Survivor Series, so that should be something. But uh, for the most part, I thought this was a fine main event. I did too. Afterwards, Austin Theory attacked. Um, I mean, again, for the course correction, I think they're doing, especially him, as best as they possibly can. It's just I don't think they should have done that last week. Uh, Jesse says, Denise has what my wife calls resting Fuchi, Fuki face. Fuchi. Oh, Fuchi face. Fuchi face. She can't say the other word around her students. KE775 says, random question. If Chelsea and Tegan have signed, what brand do you have them on? Do you think WWE should have had, find a creative way to get a top champion on Raw prior to WrestleMania? Yes, they should. Uh, Raw is really lacking without top tag champs and top world champs. I think Chelsea and Tegan should probably go to Raw, uh, honestly. they I think they would do really well and... I think SmackDown is starting to get a little bit more, but no, I think they both need it. They both need the help. Okay. Meet Norma says, hello there, SRS and Denise. Don't know if you saw, but the commanders gave the Eagles their first L of the season. How was raw tonight? I was okay. I was, I did watch the end of that game. Glad there are no undefeated teams in the NFL. And Ryan Martin says, Sean sent you the tweet. Tazawa put out. Hope you can find out more. Wouldn't want to see him leave. Well, I mean, if you saw him leave, you'd see about as much of him as you already do, but uh, he did post a picture of his gi on Twitter, and I'll, I'll see what I can find out. But Denise, tell the people what you got going on. Um, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo and TikTok. And here's my little sign because Sean, you haven't fixed my lower third. So thanks. Melissa, Melissa's back this week. She'll have it fixed. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Um, so yeah, at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's all I've got to promote. Guys, get in your Super Chats, get in your Humper Chats uh, on all these shows. Tomorrow, we're back with the post-NXT show. Wednesday, it's Listing Your Boy and the post-AEW show. Thursday, it's Spotlight. Day After Dynamite, post-Impact. And then every Friday, AEW, Rampage, and SmackDown. Saturday, we wrap it all up with Grapsity. Leave a thumbs up, guys. Until next time, we're out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.